and welcome to another edition of Scott Wheeler's Airplay. It's episode number 10. Remember, you can watch this at any time at PeoriaLife.com, on Facebook, YouTube, or you can check it out on Peoria TV, which is channel 17 on the uh, i3 broadband system. I'm Scott Wheeler from Super Hits WIRL, and today my guest, longtime Peoria news guy and sports play-by-play guy and all-around good guy, it's Ed Hammond, news director from WMBD. Thanks, Welcome, Scott. Ed. Thanks for having me. Now number you, ten, huh? That's yeah, Dennis yes. Hall's number. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about your uh, sports uh, expertise here in a little bit. Chillicothe boy, right? Chillicothe boy, yeah. So that means you had to have at some point worked for uh, uh, 94.3. Did you ever work in Chillicothe at that station? Uh, Yes, I did. (laughs) You had to think back, didn't you? I had to think back. That was my second uh, radio job. My first was WPEO, and then I went over there. It was WCLL when I went, and then while we were there... Uh, the call letters changed to WTXR. So you worked for Bill Burrow. Bill Burrow. Right. Right. No, Bill wasn't there yet. Oh, yeah. Uh, Larry Weatherford was the station manager. Rayanne was the uh, office manager. Uh, so Bill came in. I think Bill came in after the sale of that. Okay. And so I was already gone and over to IRL when uh, Bill Burrow came in. So when you were at WPEO, was yes. that in the top 40 days? or uh, It was in the uh, gospel, the gospel. Christian days. Okay. Yeah. What did, did you do news there? I did a little bit of everything. Yeah, I bet you did. Uh, a, <laughs> how much time we got? I can tell you this whole story. Uh, I, was, I um, was getting ready. I, I had the interest of, of getting into broadcasting. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. But anyway, <laughs> uh, I was working at what used to be, I think it's the Chase Bank now. It used to be First Federal Savings. Mm-hmm. I was uh, taking a summertime job, going to ICC. And working in the stock room, uh, which is the basement, mm-hmm. and uh, I had to take a um, a package letter or whatever to the appraisal department, which was on the second floor of what they call the savings building. Mm-hmm. It's the same spot where WIRL used to be. Ah, okay, fortuitous. So, yes. <laughs> so then I went there, and down, and at the end of the hallway was a big cardboard sign that said WPEO. And I went, oh, I'll go in and check it up and see what this is all about. So I went in and I uh, taught, met with Ron Billiter, who was the program director, and chatted with him and told him I was somewhat interested in what was going on. And so he goes, oh, he said, so he hands me a sheet. He hands me an a employment application. Mm-hmm. I go home and I'm all excited. Hey, mom and dad, I got an employee. I got an application <laughs> at a radio station. So the next day, that was during, and then so the next day during my lunch hour, I go up and take him the the application, and so he said, "Well, I didn't think you were going to bring it this fast." <laughs> I said, "Well, I'm here. I'm working downstairs, and it's my lunch hour, so I'd come in." So he showed me the control room, showed me the production room, and then uh, he says, "Hold on here, just a second. So he brings me. Uh, it was UPI then, brings me uh, some headline stories of uh, UPI, uh-huh. a commercial, and a weather forecast. Shows me how to run these great big reel-to-reel uh, tape recordings. Younger people don't know what that is now. <laughs> so he shows me how to run that. He says, here, just record these. If you goof up, start over again. And uh, when, you get, when you get done, talk to me. So I go in, I get done, and I go in and talk to him, and he comes back, and he says, okay, well, let's go back in here. And he listens to it with me standing there. First time I heard my voice (laughs) other than coming out of my head. And so he goes, 
that was pretty good. He goes, can you start tomorrow? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so what happens is WPEO, and it's still, I think, uh, sunrise to sunset. Mm. He had an afternoon. This was like uh, in uh, around May or June. So they have the longer hours, of course, during mm -hmm. the summer. So he had a, a music show that ended at 5 o'clock. He needed somebody to come on after that show sunset, and just yeah. play records <laughs> yeah. and, and whatever and read flip cards mm -hmm. and turn the radio station off. And that was, and my, that first, was, and that was my first job. That wow. was, I, actually, it was July. It was July of 1974. So when I first heard you, when I got to town in, uh, in 1980, would have been WIRL by that point, right? Mm, yeah, that was right before. I got there in 81. Okay. So that, I mean, that's, that's where I kind of cut my teeth on listening to Ed Hammond. And that uh, was... I cut a lot of teeth there. <laughs> uh, that was uh, when uh, it was still a top 40 yeah. station. And, yeah. and you were kind of the... I mean, you worked with some legends. Bill McCluggage, Lee Malcolm, the legendary Howard Taylor. Howard Taylor, But you yes. were kind of always... Ira Bittner done, my boss. That's right, Ira Bittner. Yeah. So, but you were the... Other than you and Ira, you were kind of the... You were the news voice, right? And yes, and Beth McCloth. Yes. Beth McCloth was there. Um, in fact, she was instrumental in getting me the job there. Um, yeah, I got there in 81. Um, and then a little bit after, it was primarily in news. I never had any inkling to go into news at all. And uh, met, uh, learned a lot from Ira. Uh, a lot of it I can't say right here. <laughs> uh, and uh, uh, yeah, and so then a little bit later on, Mort Cantor calls me into his office. Uh, he was, you know, the, the, talk about another legend. Yeah. And uh, so then, I, you know, I'm thinking, oh, geez, I'm in trouble. Mort's mm -hmm. calling me in. And he goes, well, you know, he says, uh, you came in and you replaced Rob Paulin. And Rob Paulin was also in news, but also did the Bradley warm-up show, the pregame show, that uh, that uh, the one-hour thing that uh -huh. was on before Mort came on, uh -huh. and he goes, uh, and you've done, you did some high school over at uh, Ball at the at the Chillicothe station. And he goes, uh, I'd like for you to do that show, and I went, all right. So that was my first dabble into sports, and in, in at IRL was I got to do that that pregame show uh, with Mort. Yeah. Now, uh, you're currently doing Bradley women's basketball, yes. so you've, you've got a long history of doing play-by-play. -play. Gosh, did you do the Riverman at one point? Did the Riverman <laughs> for one year, 93. Well, I did the, while I was at IRL, um, I don't think the Riverman had a radio station then, and Gene Conrad was yeah. the uh, program director there. He called me at home one day, and he goes, well, if the Rivermen make the championship series, you want to do the play-by-play? -play? Remember that. And I went, yeah. okay, and that was 84-85, mm -hmm. and that was the one the year they won the mm -hmm. Turner Cup, right. second-game series with Muskegon, so I lucked out there. And then, then fast-forward later, and then I was a, I got a full-time job at, at the Rivermen and did the play-by-play -play in 93-94. Mm -hmm. uh, if I sold more advertising, I may have lasted more than a year. <laughs> when you work for... Uh, for, uh, for um, Bruce Sowers, you have to sell, <laughs> and and I didn't do that very well. So, <laughs> and you, at one point you did the Peoria Chiefs too, didn't you? I did the Chiefs PA PA announcing, uh, yeah. and then a couple of times dabbled in uh, when uh, Channel Forty Seven was doing some local sports, mm -hmm. and uh, H Wayne Wilson and I did a couple of uh, Chiefs games on I TV. Remember those? Yeah, Greg Maddox. We did a Greg Maddox game when wow. Greg Maddox was with the uh, with the Chiefs. So. 
So now you're the news director at WMBD. Mm -hmm. Uh, I can imagine with your tenure in doing news, man, has that changed? Oh my gosh! Over the years, how Um, how so? Even the way of (laughs) okay. How uh, much time do we have? How much time do we have? (laughs) Even uh, the main thing is even in delivering the news now. It's like some of us old school guys. It's like we go up there and put a uh, you know. Uh, tape recorder in some, in front of somebody and record it and go back and write the story, put it on the air. Now it's video and it's Facebook and it's Twitter and mm-hmm. and uh, people are getting their information more of an uh, uh, even more of an immediate uh, way that they did before. And we thought we thought the old time radio was immediate. That's mm-hmm. you know that's nothing mm-hmm. compared to what it is today. Right. So there's a lot of hats you have to wear. Um, now I have to find myself, oh, this would make a good picture or this would make a good video. <laughs> and I never thought that way before. Uh-huh. Uh, so that's still a, a kind of a work in progress for me personally. But uh, uh, yeah, things have, have changed. And I talked about reel to reels and stuff like that, going back to the old days with the razor blade and the tape and yep, putting yep, tape yep. together. Now it's like, boom, yep. two seconds and a couple of keystrokes and you're there. Right. So uh, things are a lot more immediate, a lot faster. Uh, information is available in a lot more places. And um, uh, competition, I guess, for radio news isn't just other radio stations anymore. It's everywhere else. It's online. It's, sure. it's all that. So We're talking with Ed Hammond from 1470 and 100.3 WMBD Radio. And uh, he's been a longtime broadcaster in Peoria, WIRL, WPEO, a little bit. means I'm old. Yeah, you know, (laughs) we've all got that string of call letters on our resume. (laughs) Trust me. You know, we really, I think, are blessed here in Peoria to have WMBD and the fact that it has a newsroom and news employees. So many radio stations across the country have eliminated their news departments. Even stations that are news and talk stations yeah. are down to maybe a person, and you've we, got a staff of three. We are three, we are, four. We are very fortunate in that. In in our uh, in our grand poobah, let's say uh, Mike <laughs> Wild is still. Um, that's one of his main things: is news and immediacy, topicality. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we are fortunate in that because there are a lot of other cut. Co- there are a lot of companies that don't have that. Mm-hmm. And uh, as long as he still has that niche there, and as long as we continue to do what we've been doing, mm-hmm. um, it'll go on. It'll go on for a while. And we are fortunate. And, if, and we, you know, um, we've had our share of of slashes or whatever. Mm-hmm. We, we used to have four in the newsroom at mm-hmm. one time when I first started there. So now there's three. But still, to do what we do and the way we do it is uh, is pretty remarkable mm-hmm. in this day and age with with radio stations mm-hmm. and TV stations, newspapers, or all this. Uh, right. All the media is the same way. Mm-hmm. So we're fortunate in that regard that mm-hmm. we're still we're still able to do what we're doing. So if you had to pick, would you do you enjoy sports stuff more or, or news? Oh, do I have to? Yeah, because gosh, you do. Every time I turn around, you're doing another sporting uh, event. <laughs> I'll, I'll look at. I'll, I'll put it this way: uh, when Paula Busher was coaching the uh, Bradley women, mm-hmm. and uh, I recorded a pregame interview with her. It was a day before uh, we were going to go on a trip, and she looks at me and she goes. You like the road games, don't you? And I said, yeah. I said, because that's my escape. (laughs) (laughs) Out of the four-by-four room. (laughs) Yeah, you can can call me, but it'll take me a while to get there. Uh, So, yeah, I I enjoy everything. Um, 
uh, every day, one thing I've enjoyed about uh, the broadcasting business is every day is different. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't know what's going to happen. Like yeah, um, the, at the time we're doing this, the day before was tornado warnings and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you don't know when you're going to have those in a particular day. You don't know when a really hard news story is going to happen uh, where you're, you know, just uh, uh, hands on and, and doing everything. So every day is different. Uh, every game is different. Um, the people that I've met along the way are, are just excellent. Um, uh, the people at Bradley are are super to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, you know, it's 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 fun. Mm-hmm. What uh, I think I know the answer to this because <laughs> uh, it, it it just has a reputation for being hard. But what's the most difficult uh, sport to call play by play on? Do you Hockey. Think? Hockey. For me, it's that's hockey. what I thought. It moves so it, quickly. It moves so quick. Uh, I'll tell you, the older you get, the more it tests your brain on recall. Uh, okay, that number goes with that player. Uh, I remember the old days, like maybe when uh, I was doing the games in 84, 85 with the Rivermen, you mm-hmm. still had some guys that didn't wear helmets. Okay? And so it was easy to determine who was where, who was who because you could actually see them. Once everybody got in wearing helmets, wow, it made okay. it a little bit more difficult. <laughs> and so then that it's, you know, um, as I did, um, the Riverman, um, I could recognize a guy just by body type, the mm-hmm. way he skated, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And so uh, those uh, were pretty easy for me. And that was relatively easy. And then the the um, the other team was more of recognizing and and remembering names and numbers. Uh, unless you get into a series like you did, and then by game four you kind of get an idea of mm-hmm. who the other guy is too. Uh, but yeah, and it's uh, but it's it's difficult in a way, and it's easy in a way because it's so fast. There's not that many breaks in between. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're constantly talking. Uh, especially on radio, and so in a way it was difficult, but a little bit more it was it was easy because there's always something Action. going mm-hmm. on. And oh, here's a face off. We'll rest for thirty seconds now. <laughs> yeah. Unlike baseball, which is probably the oh, opposite my gosh. of that. <laughs> I think I did one baseball game when I was at uh, when I was at the Chillicothe Station. We did a Henry High School game, and I think that was the only longest uh, other, day of your life. <laughs> other than other than you know doing the games with Channel Forty Seven with uh-huh. H. Wayne Wilson, but I mean the pictures are there. You don't mm-hmm. have to fill that time. So I don't know. I don't know how those radio baseball announcers do it. It's like you got to have a head full of stories to to get through the to get through the and, day and willing to let silence go by a little yes. bit. A little crowd noise yeah, in the background never noise, hurt right? anybody. Yeah, yeah. So is your fantasy to one day call a, a Kansas City Chiefs game? It would be. <laughs> I would have to say. Uh, in fact, I remember. Uh, um, Mitch Holtis, who does the play-by-play for the Chiefs, he got a foot, I think it was his 10,000th game or something like Mm -hmm. that. And uh, somebody asked him, what was your favorite call? And he says, I haven't called it yet, meaning the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. So if I put that into this perspective, uh, I think the best call that I, I mean, I've done, well, (laughs) I've done uh, the Turner Cup championship. So I did that championship. Uh, The Pirates with their championship. Uh, so I called, uh, was uh, fortunate enough to call a couple of those, some high school football championships. I've been able to call Washington, Richwoods. Uh, the next one I would really like to call would be uh, a Bradley women's uh, championship in the Valley Tournament would awesome. be the next. 
would be the next stop. Could happen, that would be good. And it could happen. <laughs> uh, she's, uh, Coach Gorski's got things turned around. She's getting some good players coming in or had good players coming in. And uh, it, it'll happen. Now, I hesitate to lump this into the world of sports, but the other thing about you that I have long known is you are an aficionado, if there ever was one, on professional wrestling. Yeah, sports entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> and I was thinking, I mean, this is going back to like probably sooner, than, but I remember like the King Kong Bundy oh, days. Yeah. You were... Am I mistaken, or were you in the ring sometimes at the when the WWF would come? Were you like a guest announcer or no. something? What you no, never did I that, never, but you were always there. I was there. Mom and I were in the front row. <laughs> uh, the, they got my, my mom and dad got uh, got me interested in that. The uh, old AWA was on. Uh, uh, W-E-E-K TV at the time, and we'd watch it all the time. So who and, were some of the wrestlers then? Oh, the Crusher, Dick the Bruiser, okay. Baron Von Ratchke, <laughs> Ivan Koloff. <laughs> Look at him go! <laughs> uh, Nick Bockwinkle and Ray Stevens. Oh, those were great. And uh, my favorite, my all-time favorite, was Wahoo McDaniel. Uh, and he would come into Peoria, and I had was able to get... You could go back into the back by the locker rooms at Richwoods in these days and see them as they, they come out and there, get their yeah. picture. Now you can't, now you can't do that. But anyway, uh, so, so it was those guys. And this was when my mom and dad had me convinced that it was real. <laughs> uh, until mom and I went to a match at Richwoods and I don't know who it was. It was up against the corner and the guy went to hit him. Excuse me, I'm going to move. And he goes like this and went over his head. Uh -huh. And we're, we're, we're looking in the front row, so I'm watching this. And then all of a sudden, this guy kind of stares at him and then, oh, like he was, <laughs> like he was hit. And I went, okay, there's a little bit different stretch of this than I think. But I still, I still enjoy it to this day. And my other all-time favorite now is The Undertaker. <laughs> so, uh, so I've never... I'd like to be able to meet him. Then I could say I met Wahoo McDaniel and The Undertaker. But, uh, Ed, but yeah. do you still believe in Santa, too? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just the I, – I like it now for the, the showbiz of it, the athleticism. The, these guys are doing stuff that mm -hmm. I, I never saw people do mm -hmm. uh, at Richwoods when we, when we would go. And they're just all over the place now. And you look at it, and it's like, how are they able to do that kind of stuff? Mm -hmm. And so that's why that's why I still get into. I'm still interested in this very day. <laughs> and so. that's why his nickname continues to be Slammin' <laughs> Eddie Hammond. Thank you so Thank much you, for sir. being on Airplay. It's Ed Hammond from WMBD Radio at 1470 and 100.3 FM. And uh, just a longtime journalist and sports guy here in Peoria and does an awesome job and has for so many years. Pleasure for you, I'm sure, to get to meet him a little bit more today. Can I have a copy of this tape for you saying that? <laughs> <laughs> and a $20 bill? Sure. Oh, okay. <laughs> Remember, you can see this episode and others at uh, PeoriaLife.com, Facebook, YouTube, and on the uh, i3 broadband system, uh, system, channel 17. That is Peoria TV. Until next time, it's Scott Wheeler for Airplay. PeoriaLife.com. <laughs>